Men like my daddy, oh, them who work four jobs. Yeah. I mean, four jobs. And, come home and, and then come home. But yeah. the these days, oh, they ain't built they for it. They, they ain't built for it. They scamming, that's it. They, they ain't built for it. You know what type of time I'm on right now? They trying to live off a woman. What happened? What happened? Yeah, like, before we get into that, about what happened. No, I'm on some bullshit. Let's go. My question is in the seminary or whatever. It's like, what is it? With men, because I feel like I'm I'm an old soul. I'm old school. Yep. It's really hard yeah. for me to find a quality man. Uh, got your answer. Time. I got your answer. Like yes, like like my daddy. Listen, men like gonna keep having these dumbass fucking conversations. We gonna talk about it. But before that, let's do it. Baby, make it rain. Yeah, Don't shout out to the queen. It storms again. Oh my god. Don't stop, let me love you to the reason. I feel like falling in love, falling in love. I'm in the mood to fuck something up. Tonight I'm loving something. I need something in my cup. Take it off. I'm in the mood to fuck something up. I wanna, I wanna go missing. I need a prescription. I wanna go higher. Can I sit on top of you? Can I sit on top of you? Congratulations to the queen. Congratulations to this one too. Billboard's number one woman. Let's go. Hey, woman of the year. Fucking rock with you can decide right now either way I'm buzzing through tonight with you Top down in the CD speed away too uh. Yes sir when you see me do that thing like Oh there's a more when you bought me All it is to do is around you Long as you got me I 
Now before we start, this conversation has been floating about and we just got to put this shit to bed too. Listen, I'm here today to put a lot of shit to bed. That's it. That's all I'm here for. Distinguish. Through an event last night, he's still trying to recover. So y'all got to wait till next week to hear him back. But um, I'm here to shut a lot of shit down. It's my sole responsibility and job today. It's going to be short, sweet, and simple. I'm getting straight to the point. I'm killing niggas. Let's go. We're going to end this conversation here, too. I don't know what the fuck y'all niggas be thinking, man. I just want to rock. Now, this song is fire. I fuck with it. Oh, my God. I fuck with it. Damn. Uzi got Damn. one. Project, project, this ain't what you want. Uh, this ain't what you want. Let's go. Ha! 600 block. I just wanna rock. I just wanna. Uh, the black creators have taken back the dancing. I just wanna rock. Body out of ya. Shorty got that body out of ya. Uh, uh, hit it once, no time. Side up, fuck, you gon' kill my vibe. Stand on my money, don't know my size. Pick them sides. And you better choose wisely. That's my high. One, two, three, four, throw up your five. We gonna let it rock just a little bit. That's my heart. Huh? Damn! One, two, three, four, throw up the five. Woo! Listen, this song makes all the 25 and unders go crazy. I get it. But DJ Drama, you know, you know what you was doing when you put that stupid shit out there. I'm going to say that much. But you know that shit don't hold a candle to this. Stop. Stop. Stop out there. Y'all know it don't hold nothing to this. You ready? Must have lost y'all goddamn mind. Uh. Listen, I go to ATL uh, and I come back and it's the shit I'm coming to. Sounds like this, the rhyme like this, so I had Woo. to grind like that, to shine like this in a matter of time I spent on some locked up shit in the back of the paddy wagon cuz locked, locked on wrist. See my dreams unfold. Nightmares come true. It was time to marry the game. And, and I, I said, Yeah, I do. If you want it, you gotta see it with a clear eye view. Got shorty, she try and bless me. Like, like I said, I chew. Like a nigga sneeze. Nigga, please, for them tricky squeeze. I'm getting cream. Never let them hoes get in between of what we started. Little nigga, but I'm lying hearted. They love me when I was stuck and they hit it. When oh my gosh. I go and get it. Go. Oh my gosh. Walking with foreigns in my garages are foreign. I might let this whole shit rock. Sucking and swallowing. I want shit with a dip, though. They tell me, get him, I got him. I did it without an album. Shit with Mariah. I got the Low nigga, I'm on fire. Icy as a hockey ring, Philly nigga, I'm flying. Whoa. When I bought the Rolls Royce, they thought it was lease. Huh? 
Then I bought that new Ferrari, hey, the rest in peace. Rest in peace. Hey, the rest in peace, rest in peace to the parking lot. Phantom so big, can't even fit in the parking spot. Nah. You ain't talking about my niggas, then what, what you, you talking about? about? Gangsters move in silence, nigga, and we I don't, don't talk, talk a lot. lot. I don't say a word. No. Nope. I don't say a word with no nope. crown, and now I got what I deserve. Fuck, nigga. Hold on, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was finished? Oh, my God. Whoa. That Lambo, my new bitch, she don't ride like my ghost Whoa. I'm riding around my city with my hands strapped on my toes Cause these niggas want me dead and I gotta make it back home uh -huh. Cause my mama need that bill money, my son need some milk uh -huh. These niggas try to take my life, they fuck around, get killed they, You fuck around, they, you fuck around, they, you fuck around, get smoked Cause these God damn Y'all niggas is out here playing, man We out here trying to be for real Ain't no way Uzi, you know what I mean? Besides whatever, again, I always bring this shit up, but besides whatever happened with you and St. John, we fuck with you on this side. That song is not touching the candle, and Uzi knows that. Uzi knows that. Uzi said it himself. So I don't know, I don't know what been, listen, listen, like I said, I go to ATL for a little bit, I come back, and there's a whole bunch of bullshit going on. But we gonna talk about it. We gonna start it off, though, with that conversation that uh, opened up the episode, man. It is the Kid XAB. This is another episode of Dad Had Some Bow Ties. Um, as I mentioned before, Distinguished through an event last night. Hit me this morning. Was like, I'm slumped. So, y'all niggas tell Distinguished he got a job to do. All right? <laughs> he got to hold his fucking liquor. But nah, the boy is good. We'll um, see him next week. Um, but I couldn't let y'all go two weeks without an episode. So, I'm here. Last week was on me. That was my fault. Um, I went out to ATL to go check one of my homeboys and also to uh, see one of my very close friends for her birthday. Shout out to Saika. Happy birthday. Um, and yeah, so normally we, you know, the, the pandemic taught us how to do that virtual thing. But um, sometimes that messes with the quality um, and we are trying to give y'all the best. Every time, all the time. So we took that week off. I didn't want it to be two weeks, so I said, I, you know what I mean? I'll come through the solo. Um, and there's a lot of bullshit to get through. And, you know, I got the dad had some bow ties hoodie on, so that means I'm here to own everything I fucking say. Uh, I don't want to have no other brand on there. <laughs> End up getting in trouble and shit. But we're going to go straight into this conversation, uh, which my all-man moment, before we get there, I guess, because, you know what I mean? We got to go through the, the protocols of the show. My all-man moment is I woke up, and it seemed like I pulled my back. Like, it was one of them moments. You know what I'm saying? So, whole right side is on fire right now, but um, we're pushing through it. We're going to give you all some primetime episodes, um, primetime entertainment. So, here we go. Now, there's a clip. As I just played at the top of the episode, circulating around, it is an elder woman um, sitting on a podcast. I understand why y'all hate podcasts nowadays. I really do. I mean, that should not apply to us, but I really understand why there's starting to be such a distaste for podcasts. Everybody is just getting mics, getting cameras, and saying bullshit. 
and it's the the market is saturated. I don't agree with Joe Budden, but I understand why the nigga went out there on a limb and said he hope everybody fail or he don't he's happy when niggas fail. I get it because definitely during the pandemic, especially niggas went and got their little checks from the government. They spent half of it on sea boil crab legs and uh, crawfish. And they spent the other half of it on podcast equipment. And so we're starting to get all these weird ass conversations that just don't die. One of them being this provider conversation that normally we try to avoid. Uh, We've been circling back to it because it's just been becoming more prevalent. And so now we're getting different voices on it. All right. So we have a 65 year old, supposedly, I don't know what her real age is, but as the meme or the video rather is going around, this woman is 65 and she basically is saying her daddy's age, um, the men that were the same age as her dad were going around working for jobs. And then the young woman responds by saying, so what do you think happened to men? Like, cause I'm a traditional girl. Y'all going to stop hiding behind these fucking buzzwords. I'm, I'm told you I'm over it today. It's, it's, up, it's up and it's stuck. It's up and it's stuck. Okay. Y'all are going to stop with these fucking buzzwords of traditionalism, providership, all these fucking words that have no real meaning. They just left to the opinion of the beholder. We're going to get past all that shit. We're going to shut that down today. All right. So. The older woman is there with uh, another gentleman. I don't know who that gentleman is. I don't know if he's related to her or not. Somebody in the comments was saying how she was bigging up her grandson. I don't know if that person was her grandson. Um, But essentially, she was saying that, you know, the men aren't built that way now. And that the men back in the day would do anything to provide for their family. Now, that piece, I don't think has changed with men. All right. I think things are slightly different in society. And we're going to just break it down. We're going to go through the ladder. But since niggas won't be on some silly gilly time, I'm going to be on some silly billy shit in the beginning right now, too. And then I'll get more serious as we, we go into this topic a little bit more. But um, y'all really think it's a flex to say you want your man to work for fucking jobs? What are y'all saying? Nah, we, we really got to have a conversation about this now. What are y'all saying about men? Because everybody has their preference, right? You can have your preference of what style of relationship you want. You want your man to be the head of the household. You want your man to be uh, the main provider, whatever the case is. You can prefer that. Uh, ain't nobody ever going to take that preference away from you. But also with preference, you have to to know what comes with that preference. What are the the game is the game. The rules are the rules, right? You're either going to get a man who is overworked and potentially irritable, potentially don't want to do nothing, potentially just wants to come home, kick his feet up, watch some fucking basketball and get a a hot plate of food served in his face. Don't want to deal with the kids at all is not a nice person because they're dealing with a lot of bullshit from four different jobs. Like, the rules of the game is the game. Or 
you're dealing with a high rolling one percenter. We're talking about people who do not make the average amount of money, but they're getting enough income that they can take care of every facet of financial well-being. And that's cool. I ain't mad at nobody that want that. But you got to know the game is the game. That can't apply to everybody. And that doesn't mean that there's a referendum on men. That's not, the men haven't changed. The men are not lazy or built different. The economy has changed. Why don't we put things into context when we get online and we get on the internet and we just say whatever the fuck we say? So, let's talk about it. This woman is supposed to be 65 years old. We can estimate that her father was at least 20 years older than her. Minimum. We're talking about something like 85 years ago. We're talking about a generation of black people who were fighting for survival. And because men and women that were of darker skin color were being denied things such as supervisory roles, were being denied things such as managerial roles, were being denied ownership, except for a few select cities and a few select regions, in order to make ends meet, a man got three or four jobs. Because he couldn't be a manager making $5 an hour around that time. He had to get the janitor position making $1.25. And then he had to go get the cook position making another $1.25. Then he had to go get the cleaning job making another $1.25. And so forth and so on. That is not a flex. Men were miserable. The life expectancy of men is way less than women. And I wonder why. Besides war and all that other bullshit. But, yes, you have men working themselves into an early grave doing four fucking five, three, four, five jobs. Your man is miserable. Why would you want to wish that on your man? It says a lot. Because we getting into it now. Now, fuck it. I'm trying. I'm tired of being politically correct about this bullshit. It says a lot. If you prefer to see your man struggling with four, three, four, five jobs, coming home, going to sleep, and getting right back up to go to work, it says a lot about you. If you prefer to see your man doing that, Then to say, yo, babe, I'm going to pick up a shift somewhere so that we can have some time together and so that you get some of that burden off of you. That's weird. I don't care if niggas, I don't care how y'all try to spin it. I know what I do with mine. 
I know what I do for mine. That's weird that y'all would prefer that. If your man says, yo, nah, babe, I got this. And he's healthy and he's functioning and you're happy. Again, that's your preference. Cool. Ain't nobody should say nothing about that. But I don't know that many human beings. Let's take this off agenda and sex. I don't know too many human beings that like to work three, four jobs. That take pride in that. That body is not screaming at them that they need sleep or they need rest. And I've seen men that do that. And on the outside, they smiling. But you have a conversation with them. And they gave up on all their dreams, their aspirations, their goals a long time ago. Their only goal becomes making money and keeping things afloat for everybody else, which is admirable. But the question now arises, are women the only ones that are entitled to leisure? Is that what we're saying? I know that that's not what the common person is saying. When I, what I'm saying is when we have these conversations and we spew this bullshit all over the internet and then you got some pick me niggas who pull up and like, yeah, you know what I mean? I provide for, for, for everybody, da, da, da. That is great. Ain't nobody ask you, though. Like, if you do for yours, you, you could be silent. You, you don't got to be loud about it if you know what you're doing for yours. That's why I said I know what I do for mine. I don't have to come on here and scream and yell to the rooftops about how I take care of the people around me and the people in my life, right? But I also know humans. My degree is in psychology. There's only so much that we can take and burden before we feel burnt out. And hell, that most of the time is from one job. And all the demands that are asked of of people nowadays. So here's my overall takeaway and my overall point. Right. There's some history missing here. Besides what I already pointed to. In the 80s and 90s, right after. The women's rights movement. There was an influx of women going into the workforce On their own volition. They want it to be in the workforce. Naturally that affects the work market. So that's another component that we oftentimes skip over. When we talk about the fact that. You know men aren't quote unquote. Busting their ass like they used to. Now I'm going to give some credence to y'all in a second. Um, But before that. Before we get to that. Yeah. The market. Affected less jobs more bodies in the market means less jobs especially when there are no longer separated by gender roles which was what the whole women's rights movement was about um not limiting not telling someone they can't do a particular job or be in a particular role because of the sex organs that they were born with right that's the reality and so a lot of women went into the workforce and again just like how you have some white people although it is grossly over exaggerated that are upset when minorities 
go into the workforce or were given the right to go into the workforce in a particular shape or fashion. They went bonkers. They went crazy because they realized, oh, shit, that might mean more competition for me. It's the same. I'm not saying that men are going bonkers. What I'm saying is there are less jobs because there are more bodies searching and actively seeking to be put in those jobs. And so, yeah, a man is not going to be able to, in some cases, have four or five jobs because the market, depending on when, right now our market is great, by the way. Y'all niggas looking for a job, you should be able to get one. Um, But the market is great in terms of entry-level positions. It's not always like that. Sometimes the economy tightens and the job market is tight. The job market is shedding. And sometimes it's loose and everybody could get a job. But within that, the more bodies looking for jobs, the more bodies in jobs, the less it, it is for others to be able to do that. So that's another thing that we have to keep in mind is, is what happened culturally. What was the cultural shift? And so if you're in there, I don't understand how there are some people who want to have a job, keep their job keep their money and still want their man to just do everything financially. I don't understand how that makes sense other than what a lot of people point out. And I don't necessarily subscribe to this a hundred percent, but the more and more we have these conversations, the more and more it feels like it. It almost sounds like some of y'all want to have your cake and eat it too. I don't, I don't see the fairness. I don't see the, the reality in this idea of you go to work, you make your money, you keep your money, but your man goes to work, he makes his money, and he got to give some of his money to you or ensure that your bills are paid or ensure that your rent is paid or ensure that you're fully taken care of. And again, if you are looking for that, I'm not knocking it, but there are, that's not the average man. That is typically a high earner, which is no problem at all. But we know the rules to the game is the rules to the game. Not everybody could get a high earner. So if we're not going to play by the rules of the game, then we got to understand we're going to have to compromise in the game so that we all win. Now, that may look different for everybody. That might be a relationship where your man is comfortable with 70-30. Or that might be a relationship where y'all figure some other things out. But I'm just saying there are trade-offs. If your man is working four jobs, he's not touching the kids. (laughs) He can't. There is no downtime from the kids. For you. That's that's all you. Because that man is living at fucking four different establishments for his entire life. And then that, that in itself just doesn't make sense to me. And, and here's why it doesn't make sense. Everybody can have their preference, like I said. But the problem is within the preference, we are now having people who are not men determine manhood. That's a problem. It is. It is. 
I know at some point men said, did, and currently men say and do some dumb, disgusting, nasty things as well, but I don't see the benefit in women going down the same road. Defining manhood by these random ideologies and then trying to place some rationality behind it with either biblical teachings and or biological estimations that are not true um, to fact or theory. We have to stop with the opinions. You can have your preference, but putting down others who do not agree with said preference is where it gets weird for me. And that's why I said it's weird. In today's economy, it is not average. It is not normal. It is not even smart for one person to be trying to supplement the family with their income. That is a statistical fact. I think you could just Google that. And there are a bunch of like labor uh, articles about can the average American sustain on a one person salary? And I think that shit has been like the past since like shit, the end of the nineties, maybe the early two thousands, they started to say that, yeah, it's almost, it's not sustainable for the average American household to sustain on one income. So y'all can look that up. And this is why you hear a lot of men say, yo, this is unrealistic, not because they don't want to be men. And that is where I'm like, yo, I don't like this conversation. How are y'all defining men? And why are we defining men like that? There are some parallels and I will not get into it. But if men did that, we all would collectively men and women. Look at that individual and tell him he needs to kick fucking rocks. And that's disgusting. So why do we think it's acceptable on the opposite end? To diminish and demean men and tell them that they're not men because they don't fit your preference of what you think a provider is or what you want your provider to be. That's the real conversation. If that's what you want your provider to be, if that's what your preference is, cool. Go out there. Go seek that. Talk about it with your homegirls. When y'all get on these these public forums and you blanket it, I don't know. It starts to translate to weird. Secondly, men don't define men like that. Let's do that. Let's let's go there. I think that there are conversations and components about success that men will judge another man on, right? Like if you are not successful to a certain degree and you're not putting in effort to be successful, I think male friends tend to look at their other male friends and say, yo, bro, you got to do something with your life. But what I don't see men doing is saying, oh, if you don't make this amount of money to take care of X, Y, and Z, you're not a man. Not most of us anyway. There are some out there because they live on the internet too. So you see them. So they're real. They exist. But most men do not 
demean, belittle, degrade a man that may have fell on hard times or is in a place of rebuilding or financially is quote unquote average. That's why when Kevin Samuels did it, niggas ain't fuck with that. Just like we ain't fuck with when he did it to women in the essence of their physical attributes. Great. We understood that he was going based off of what societal standards are today and not what they should be or could be. But granted, some of those messages were just off and they weren't they weren't hitting as they were supposed to, whether you believe them or not. It's the reality. But when it comes to men, right? I got to say this. A lot of men feel terrible already if they're not financially where they need to be. They don't need a a prospective significant other throwing that in their face. They don't. A lot of men go through mental anguish because they can't, for whatever reason, provide at that one percentile clip. And I able to go and buy that girl a bag anytime she wants, go on vacation anytime, get a house anytime. Like a lot of men go through it because of that. And I don't think it's because they're naturally hardwired to want to. And I think we can make an argument for that another time. But a lot of it is because men want to make those around them happy. And somewhere along the line, that idea of a man has disappeared. And now what we mostly do is attach manhood and connect men to these negative attributes of lazy, bum-ass niggas, which do exist. And that's why I said I'll give this some credence. Right, there are niggas out here that are not even trying. And I think another statistical fact is women are definitely out hustling men over the last few years. I think that's a statistical fact in terms of like college degrees, in terms of um, certain jobs and entering the workforce. Like women are going for it and getting to it. That that's nothing to debate. So I can understand some of that being like, yeah, the men don't seem to be hustling the same way they used to. I don't know if that's the correlation, but I can understand somebody making the argument. I can't tell you what the correlation is without looking at different data sets. But regardless, that doesn't give us the right to then demean those who haven't gotten to where we may have gotten. It just don't sit right with me. And it shouldn't sit right with you. So, yes, have your preference, have your debates, but understand that if we continue to stay in this space, this is where the divide is. This is why men and women keep going into their separate silos and echo chambers, and it seems like partnership is getting further and further away. Because what y'all are dating for and what y'all are trying to make connections through are not things that are sustainable. 
how much money your partner makes, not sustainable. There's ups and downs that is attached to employment that is attached to a business going well. Life is not a fairy tale where once you get to the happily ever after you stay there. Sometimes you hit happily ever after and then you go right back to motherfucking square one. Sometimes you, you don't see happily ever after for a long time. Sometimes you got multiple happily ever afters. The point is, this isn't a TV show where once things get good, they stay good. And so if, if your love is contingent on that, if your relationship is built on the status that you are at at a particular moment in time, it will not last. It's the reality. It will not last because there's going to be a moment where that shit, that whole lifestyle that you're living is going to be shaken up. And if you don't really fuck with that person, and even if you do, if, if one of the reasons why you fuck with that person is their financial status and what they can do for you, I don't know what you're defining as love. And if you're trying to build into love, but starting there, I'm not too sure how that ends up going either. Again, I'm not saying what your if your preference is your dating pool is only X, Y, and Z. I mean, that's your preference. Ain't no nobody should be saying nothing about it. But the components of your preference, I think, matter sometimes. What is something that is strong as a foundation versus something that's out of your control as a foundation? I'm going to leave off with this for this particular conversation. The rhetoric, I don't know if it's the intent, but the rhetoric and the impact is it sounds like a lot of y'all and when I say y'all, I'm talking about the particular subset of women who continue to push these narratives. It sounds like y'all are married to the idea that men should sacrifice their lives so that you can have a quote-unquote soft life. And although I am all for leisure, especially if a woman is bearing your child, rearing your children, cooking, cleaning, doing all of that for the household, solo, dolo. Oh, yeah, you need to be providing her with a life of leisure. But beyond that, men are not sacrificial goats, y'all. When you get into relationship, if that's what we're standardizing as relationship, I don't want it. I don't. I'm cool. I will stay single. If that's what 2023 relationships are, where it's one partner has to sacrifice themselves for another. That never was my idea of a relationship. My idea is we sacrifice for each other. If we have to sacrifice at all. If we're not sacrificing for each other, then we're providing for each other. We're both doing that. 
I'm providing happiness. She's providing happiness. I'm providing love. She's providing love. It's never going to be a case with me where I'm expecting, or I'm going to take it off of me. I would never be happy, and I know a lot of men wouldn't be happy with this idea of I am sacrificing myself to maintain this love. Because at some point, there's a breaking point. And at some point, it affects the love. And if it doesn't affect the love, it it affects the relationship. So, food for thought, something for y'all to chew on. But we back. We getting into some silly shit a little bit. As I am recording, today is the Super Bowl. Um, so we got the Eagles and we got Kansas City Chiefs. Now, why y'all did that, man? Why y'all going around saying Patrick Mahomes don't claim being black? I ain't never seen that man say that. Listen, we can root for two black people. It is okay. And yes, some of our black brethren are mixed. If you want to categorize that as as biracial or whatever, it is up to that person to identify. What do they identify as in those instances? I am wholeheartedly with someone choosing to identify what they want to in those instances. Not Rachel Dolezal, but... In the instance where you have two parents, white, black, whatever the case, whatever the case, you let me know if you want me to refer to you as black or you let me know if you want me to refer to you as biracial. That's okay with me. And as far as I know, Patrick Mahomes identifies as black. So we can root for him. We could root for Jalen. It's cool. And that's what the fuck I'm doing. At the end of the day, I have been a Patrick Mahomes fan. But Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, they did the motherfucking thing this year. Anybody say otherwise is just hating. And I am a New Yorker. I'm a Giants fan. I shouldn't even be able to. I shouldn't be saying this. But I am. Now, I know a lot of people are rooting for the Eagles, and I understand why. That team should not be beaten. I'm going to say it again. That team should not be beaten. By the time y'all hear this, the Super Bowl has already happened, and we know who won. But I am recording before that. So keep that in mind. The Eagles should not be beaten the way that team is stacked. Jalen Hurts is, is uh, he's not as good as Mahomes, in my opinion, but he's good enough that, him plus that team puts them above where Kansas City is currently. On top of Holmes being hurt, Mahomes being hurt, the high ankle sprain that he he got about three weeks ago. Sometimes those things take very long to recover from. On top of the O line, to me is not impressive. Now, I know some of the women listening right now, like, what the fuck is X talking about? The O-line is basically the line that helps to defend when the quarterback is trying to throw the ball. We're going to break some of this down. 
So it's called the offensive line or in short, the O-line. And so Patrick Mahomes O-line has a lot of holes in it that I've seen over the last couple of weeks, Um, especially during the playoff run. There's a lot of times where he's making miracle throws or these last minute uh, flicks, which he's really, really good at, which makes him, you know, one of them ones. He's doing that because his O-line has broken down at some point or someone's gotten through it pretty relatively easily or whatever the case is. And so that is that doesn't bode well. All right. Because that means that he has to be in tip top shape. He has to be able to run. He has to be able to see all those things. He has to have time in the pocket, which the pocket is the neutral zone where he can stay to throw the ball. If he cannot, if he does not have time in the pocket, if he gets rushed and hit, then he's going to make mistakes, essentially. And so that is what is working against Pat. Still got Kelsey, though. So Kelsey, no, I mean, Kelsey ain't nothing to fuck with. And so if those two connect early, I think that, the Kansas City Chiefs have a great chance of winning. Um, I would like for Kansas City to win, but I damn sure ain't mad if the Eagles do. Not, I'm not mad if Jalen Hurts gets one. So, they are my predictions. I'm going for the Chiefs, but I do think that the Eagles will win. I am going, me, XAB. I don't know who distinguishes going for. DM that nigga and ask him. Okay? Um, but I'm going for the Chiefs. However, I am well aware that the Eagles probably should win this game. And that's where I stand with that. But we all know who really is winning, and that is Rihanna. And so, here are a couple of things that I expect tonight for Rihanna's performance. Again, By the time y'all get this episode, you will have known if these things came to pass and if I was correct. I don't want to fucking see ASAP. Apparently, Roseanne does, but I don't want to see ASAP tonight. If I see him, he better be holding the baby, cheering Rihanna on. That is it. That nigga better not touch the stage in no way, shape, or form. I don't even know what song they got together if they got one together. I hope they don't, right? My recollection is not telling me that they got one. All right. But here. Here is what I want to hear tonight. This is what I want to motherfucking see. All right. We're going to start off with this one. If we don't get this. Shine bright like a diamond. If we don't get this. Shine bright like a diamond. Find light in the beautiful sea. I just do. Be happy, you and I, you and I. We're like diamonds in the sky. You're a shooting star, I see a vision of ecstasy. When you hold me, I'm alive. We're like diamonds in the sky.
I would love to see this. We ain't not, we're not getting this though. If we do. I heard you good with them soft lips. Yeah, you know what word of mouth. The square root of 69 is a sum. I know right? we better get this though. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Rihanna. Uh-huh. Good girl going bad. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Take three. Uh-huh. Action. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Ho. No clouds in my stone. Yeah. Let it rain. I hide your plane in the bank. Coming down like a Dow Jones. When the clouds come, we go. We- we Rockefeller, we fly higher than weather, and uh. she flies better, you know me. Give me a little bit of this too. Please don't stop the music. Mm, take me to this. I've been everywhere. Woo! For they better play this tonight. Can please me, love me all night long. I've been everywhere, man. Looking for you, babe. Huh? Looking for you, babe. Searching for you, babe. Let's go. Not fucking playing with them tonight. They better play this shit. Oh my God! You know they ending with this. Yellow diamonds in the light, and we're standing side by side as the shadow crosses mine. What it takes to come alive. Let's go. Don't be surprised if they play this. Why I don't like this song, man? Why you don't like this shit? This shit hit. I need to see some tribute to Chadwick. Come on, man. Mm. I better hear all them shits tonight. That's all I got to say, man. I better not see fucking ASAP. You know what I mean? I don't got no beef with ASAP. <laughs> I also don't be fucking with him sometimes. So, you know what I mean? ASAP don't know me, so. 
He don't care, which is cool with me. I don't want to see the brother tonight. That's all I'm saying. So, let's get into it real quick. The other big uh, event that happened that we missed last week, the Grammys. Listen, I, I'm going to keep it a buck. I didn't watch it. Did not watch it. Um, although this probably would be the Grammys to watch compared to years past. This Grammys seemed like they got it right in a lot of instances. However, it also seemed like from the clips that I've seen, everybody was trying to outweird each other. And we're going to talk about it. Listen, I am not one of them niggas that is stuck in the past, don't want to see generations change, don't want to keep up with uh, the new trends. But some of this shit just seems like we're racing to the bottom. And I mean that in terms of like, How much people want to be weirder than other people. And this is not because I, I hope I hope my fans and our fans know what type of time we are on on this show at all times. But if you're new here, this is not no way, shape or form directed to any group. Um, we absolutely fuck with every type of lifestyle on this show. Um, but this is just in general. It's like niggas is having secret meetings and being like, yo, what's the weirdest thing we can do at the Grammys or in public and then be like, nah, this is just a trend. Everything from these mischief boots, which I ain't going to hold you. I was fucking with them until I wasn't. I was like, oh, shit, them, them shits could actually be a little bit of a statement until they started throwing it down niggas' throats with every celebrity in the world wearing them. Everything from that to, and this is not Grammy-specific, to Sam Smith in the wannabe Missy Elliott suit for the England Awards or English. I don't know what the fuck award show that is. It's the first year that I've even heard about this shit. To the demonic performance. It's like we just doing weird shit. Just to say like, yeah, look, we can do weird shit and not dare somebody to get outraged or upset or mad about it. It's not, I don't, the, the math not mathing. Do do we, I, what do we want? What do we want? <laughs> Let me know because I feel like I'm, I missed the meeting. I feel like I didn't get that email. Niggas ain't invite me. What is it that we want? Do we want to piss people off just to say we can piss people off? Which, in some instances, I fuck with. Okay. You know what I mean? If people have been demonizing individuals and demonizing groups, and now you want to be like, yeah, nigga, we up now. What's up? All right. You know what I mean? Send me the memo. I could potentially hop on that one. But if we just doing weird shit, just do weird shit. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's happening. And so that's kind of everything that I've seen from the Grammy, except for Hove's performance, was weird shit. It just just seemed weird. 
and out of out of place. And I know weird is the new cool. And I fuck with that. You know what I mean? Like some of the nerds back in the nineties are up now. Those are the niggas that y'all looking up to. Fuck with it. But uh on the other end of it, it's like if we're just competing to see who can be the weirdest, I don't know where we're gonna land. This is just getting like out of pocket. It's just like, okay, what the fuck is going on? Um, so yeah, that's what I took from this year's Grammys. Another weird shit, weird piece of shit that came from it is some of the Grammy board members said that they purposely do not vote for Beyonce in particular when it comes to album of the year, because every time Beyonce drops, she gets enough attention and she makes a cultural impact and trend. And so they basically is saying partly that they rather give somebody else a try or that eh, she's too big already. So I purposely don't vote for her, which I think is some hater corny shit. I don't know if that's what's in their heart. I don't think they're intentionally trying to be haters. Some of them, some of them are, some of them are 100%, but that's, that's foul. And this woman has deserved album of the year at least twice for, I would say Beyonce and I would say Lemonade. And she probably should have won this year for album of the year. And each time she's been snubbed by albums that have less cultural impact that have less reach, that don't have the same amount of numbers. This is the type of shit that makes people feel like the Grammys be missing the mark. And that's bullshit, especially if there's people on the board basically saying, ah, we purposely not voting for her because we feel like she gets, she's too big, like she she gets enough attention. And then the natural counter to that is, Y'all niggas ain't say that about Taylor Swift. Arguably one of the biggest artists in the world. Arguably bigger than Beyonce. In certain circles. And so. How she get album of the year, but Beyonce can't. Shit is foul. Let's see if there's anything else for the for the Grammys. Oh, yes. So they also came out and basically said that they wanted to honor Janet Jackson this year, but they didn't know how to appropriately do it, especially since because they 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 shitted on her after the Super Bowl performance with with Justin Timberlake. And now the cultural shift in commentary on that moment is pretty much that everyone failed Janet Jackson. They failed to protect her. They failed to honor her and they failed to, I guess, put the blame where it actually needed to lie instead of it being a blame train on her. And now that the culture has shifted on it and Janet Jackson is getting highlighted as she should. Of course, the Grammys wants to jump back on that because they know that that will bring ratings and they know that that will put them in a particular spotlight and appeal to a certain audience. However, how do you do that when you shitted on this woman for however long that you did 
based off of something that today's society would say wasn't even her fault. And so they're having a hard time and they did it. I personally feel like you should still have honored her. That shit happened a long time ago. These new niggas watching the Grammys don't even know about it. They don't know the details besides the fact that y'all niggas keep trying to make documentaries. But other than that, niggas don't even remember that. And this woman deserves to be on it. So if y'all are going to do a tribute of some sort, y'all damn sure better put it in your plans for next year. Or some type of anniversary, some type of shit. But yeah. We got to get to this too. We got to talk about it. Quavo offset fighting backstage at the Grammys over the tribute to takeoff. A lot of this shit sounds like family business. A lot of it sounds like we do not know the ins and outs. It's hard to have an opinion on it. It's hard to speculate and it's hard to say anything, but I will add. I feel like in a moment where we are trying to uplift and celebrate Someone who passed. Quavo, you got to let that one rock. You do. Now, again, this is being said without knowing everything that potentially broke up the group and up the family, why there's so much bad blood. I would presume it is beyond what the rumors are saying. Um, And just so that our listeners are up to date. One of the circulating rumors is that Offset messed around with Sweetie at some point. And that is what led to Quavo not fucking with him. And that information came out and basically led to their, their breakup and demise. I don't know how true that is. There's been multiple sources that kind of have alluded to that, but it's never been confirmed. Um, and so that's it's it's he say, she say gossip shit at this point. But that is what people are pointing to. And even if that is the case, to give a tribute to your brother, nephew, friend, loved one, I don't, me personally, I don't know if that is enough to stop me from letting someone make that, that tribute and someone contributing in that way to the loss of an individual. Nonetheless, again, we don't know what is truly stopping them from being familial at this point. It could be way deeper than rap. But what I would like to offer them and their family is healing and love. They've been through way too much in the last two years. And I think that Jay Prince, who has been a very respected individual, I think he has to read the room and read the moment. Again, I don't know Offset personally. So I don't know maybe what type of character he is presenting with when he is 
in the room with said individuals. I do know, again, there's a lot of speculation that things were happening when Takeoff's life was taken from him. Um, naturally, the place that they were at was was run by Jay Prince Jr. And there's a lot of speculation and a lot of rumors going on about involvement and things. I don't like touching shit like that. Um, because that puts people's lives in jeopardy. Um, and if it's just a rumor, that's just, that's not how we operate here. But um, I think Jay Prince, whatever beef, whatever disagreement, whatever's going on between you and Offset, I think at this point in time, you need to squash that. Let that man heal. And if y'all need to have a conversation, let that shit happen. At a different time. The internet shit. It, it's, it's not. It don't look good. And I know that that was a cut. That Wallow and Gilly put out. Um, from their show. A lot of people are blaming them. A lot of people saying like. They should have edited that out. They're perpetuating the beef. And. That's hard. I don't know what type of conversation they had with Jay Prince prior to that going out. I don't know if Jay Prince was like, make sure this shit go out. I want I want him to hear it because Jay Prince then went on the Internet. And came at Offset himself. So. I just think this is a time for healing, and I think. Houston and Atlanta are hot as is right now. We don't need. Symbols and celebrities from those cities beefing and making it hotter. I really would like for us to transition into a place where we finally do have a cultural preference and we highlight love and upliftment as opposed to beef, tragedy, and death. That's my hope. I don't know if we'll get there in my lifetime, but I would love for that. And that's sad because I ain't old. Um, And I still don't know if I'll see it in my lifetime, which that is sad. Hopefully we do. Hopefully we see a cultural shift. And I feel like partly that was the, the whole intentional wave of this dance music where it's kind of like, let's get, having fun and being free as opposed to you know what I mean pop 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 you know all that shit you know taking all that out the out the culture for a little bit and, and starting to get back to love um, and I hope we do but I don't know I don't have faith at this moment in time I also need Halle Berry to come to the front of the congregation and not fall this time um, because I don't know if she understands or realizes that she has a very precious gift that she needs to maintain and take care of. And that is her. Okay. I don't know how that fall happened. But I need her to take care of herself a little bit better than that. Because a, a face plant straight to the face with the heel 
up in the air. Like, nah, that ain't a good look. You know what I mean? And I'm putting it on her because she should have had somebody walk her up them stairs. Right? So so she could hold on to something. Okay. Hallie, you are definitely stepping into vintage territory, and that ain't no bad thing. I ain't I ain't calling you old. Don't think that. But with that, with, with vintage territory comes some graces, right? It, nobody should let you walk up or downstairs by yourself. They need to put the little hand out, hold your hand while you're going down the stairs. We need to prevent that from happening again. Damn sure it happening on camera. When niggas like, oh my God. Like, we, no, 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 no. We can't do that. You was Catwoman. You're supposed to be flexible, flipping all of that, nine lives. You definitely lost one of them nine that, that day. That, that was a bad fall. Um, it didn't look like it hurt, though. It didn't look like it hurt. So we could talk about it. But you got to take care. The goods that you have, you need to take care of. We only got one Holly Berry, and we damn sure ain't going to get another. So, you know what I mean? That, that wasn't the one. Let's talk about this shit real quick. Because I can't believe I actually have to talk about it. Y'all niggas really think Drake had something to do with XXX's death? Are y'all dead ass? Y'all can't be for real. I can't count how many times I didn't seen. Nah, but if you listen to this lyric and then it's 10 plus 10. And then he said 5 and 5, that's another 10. So he was... That's XXX and Roman numeral. Y'all niggas is crazy. Crazier than Black China's mother. If y'all think Drake put a hit out on a 20-year-old but got pissed on and that nigga still walking the streets free. Okay? Those who know the story know the story. But if y'all think <laughs> that is what's happening... I really need to pray for y'all. But honestly, I think y'all know that that's not the truth. And it just highlights another thing about social media that I hate. And that is now everybody, you know, there was always that one kid that would come up with bullshit ass stories. And you'd be like, yo, that nigga stay lying. Like, why? Why he always lying? Social media gave us a place where those niggas can go online and throw a complete lie out. And some of y'all niggas will believe them. And all they got to do is put a fake fact here. I seen it today. Anime came out. Episode dropped yesterday. um, For those who wait for it to drop on TV. And. The storyline story plot is going one way. And someone blatantly went on in the comment section and told complete lie, complete different story just to get the reaction of what? Wait, no. And then of course somebody else will always have to comment and correct. Like not nah, a nigga lying. That's not what happened. Da, 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 da. Y'all niggas is doing this shit intentionally. And I feel like that's what's happening with this as well. Y'all know damn well. Drake had nothing to do with that young man passing. And now we're making a mockery of this young man whose life was taken. The killers already admitted as to why there's video about what happened before and after and 
they all did not mention nothing about Drake. This seems like some groupie shit. If I'm keeping it a stack. This is what niggas do when they are groupies and they want to get next to their favorite rapper. They find a reason. And I really feel like this nigga want Drake to walk into that courtroom so bad. He keeps trying to insinuate that Drake had something to do. And the nigga is on the stand talking about, nah, that's actually, I didn't even know who this nigga was when I robbed him. The attorney's like, you didn't know who arguably the biggest rapper at the time was. First of all, XXX was big, but he wasn't the biggest rapper at the time. We got to stop. His music is very, very influential and very, very impactful, but it is still within a subgroup of rap. And he had the potential. I think everybody argues that he has the potential or had the potential to be one of rap's biggest artists. But he wasn't the biggest artist at the time. We got to stop telling lies. Um, and I don't know if that's where we are as a, as a society and culture, but this shit is weird too. And that's really where I'm at with that. This might be the episode title. This shit is weird because it definitely feel like some groupie shit and it feels like they just want to bring attention to their name as attorneys by saying that they got Drake in, into the courtroom. It doesn't really seem like or feel like they even believe the bullshit that they're spewing. All right, I'm about to find this clip real quick for us. Um, so there's a conversation going on about if men should lead with money. Um, this is from See The Thing Is. Shout out to them. Um... Let me pull this up, though. Uh, let me just go straight here. And here we go. Ooh, blah, 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 blah. And they get mad when the girl is like, yo, can I get some money from you? You led with that. Hello. Right. Stop leading with your money and your wallets and then being mad when a woman is asking you for financial assistance or support. Or she don't talk to you about nothing else but, but what money. she needs. What? I don't need superiority over my woman. You're not my child. Like, like I've spent so much time with women and never mm, took my wallet out. I don't know if I'm... Uh-oh, here we go. I don't what? know if I'm in agreement with that. I have heard the same thing be said about women in terms of how they present themselves, mm -hmm. in terms of how they dress. And that Dressing a certain way for women is an invitation. So in my mind, that's why I say I'm not granting grace on that for men because mm. you're leading with money, but that doesn't mean then that you should be subjected to being taken advantage of by a woman because you led with that. That's not fair. I just feel like you should really pay attention. And if you're looking at a woman and saying, damn, all she want from me is money, it's like, bro. What else are you bringing to the table? Do y'all even like each other? Right. Like Date people that you like. That's it. Like them. All of these other things don't matter. All right, let me start with what I agree with. What the brother said at the end, I 100% agree with. When you start to date people that you actually like, that is where a lot of these horror stories come because you end up dating somebody and maybe they don't like you to the same degree and they start taking advantage because when you date somebody that you really like, 
none of this shit really matter beyond what your capability is. Meaning, you don't mind spending six hundred dollars on some Beyonce tickets if you're able to without killing yourself because you really like that individual. So you want to see them happy. So you like fuck it. I'm gonna go spend a grip on Beyonce. It's cool. I'll make it back. When you really like somebody, you don't really care if it's a fucking steakhouse or if it's a bar and grill. Like you're you're comfortable either way. You don't mind if you're going to, to top golf with them or if you're going to the movies. It doesn't become this grand gesture parlay that needs to happen all the time. And so that only happens when you truly like the individual. I also agree with Bridget. Which I tend to agree with Bridget way more than Mandy. That that is I'm just putting that out there. I tend to agree with Bridget way more than Mandy. Um But yeah. I think it shouldn't matter, especially because society pushes men to lead with their money. Do we like like you heard me at the top of the podcast? Y'all heard the conversation. Money is typically equated to provider behavior. We all know that there should be other behaviors that are associated with being a provider, but oftentimes that is not the conversation. The conversation typically revolves around money and how much a man has and how much he can give you and how much he can provide to a certain situation, how much he can make your life easier financially. Right. That's typically the conversation. And so if we're pushing that, then why? Why wouldn't you expect a man to lead with money? I don't agree with that. I think leading with money is sucker shit. Let me be 100 percent clear. And what do I mean by that is the niggas that think that because they can drop a stack on the table, they think a woman is supposed to do whatever A woman's supposed to like them because they have money, not because they are a good person, not because they have great qualities or characteristics. They don't feel like they have to put any effort. All they they feel like they have to do is spend money or show the capability to be able to spend money. I think men that do that are garbage. When that's all that they do. Right. It's like, yo, I'm gonna pull out a stack and at the end of the night, she better suck this dick. Those type of men. Nah, I don't agree with that. I, I I think that's disgusting. However, don't tell men not to date leading with some type of financial effort because that's where people start to feel like, yo, this shit is getting confusing. You're telling me that you're primarily looking for a provider, so then if I come... Showing my ability to provide. That doesn't mean that you now look at that and say, oh, I I can now lean on this person financially all the time. No, I'm letting you know that I have the ability to do it in dating. But that doesn't mean that you now take advantage of that or you now say, oh, well, he must got it. He took me to this nice date so I could hit him up later in the week and ask him to pay my rent. Because he took me to a, a, a $1,500 restaurant the other day. He got it. Nah, it don't work that way. So, yeah, I agree with Bridget. Um, 
just because a man leads with some financial stability doesn't mean you should take advantage of that or doesn't mean that you sh- should now look at him as a financial crutch of some sort. Um, because a lot of men are taught that in the dating phase, in relationships, they have to provide something or show their ability to do so. That doesn't mean that he is trying to lead with money to be on some like, yeah, I got it, and then you need to test it. Like, some of this shit is really corny. Why are you testing a man's pockets? Or why are you testing his ability to, or how much money he has? Because that is what he's bringing to the table. He's showing you one of the, the aspects of him that he thinks, based off of societal standards, you're going to take into consideration when wanting to date him further. Can he provide? Can he help me out if I need it, but not on some like, oh, one, not on some we just dating and get to know each other shit. And definitely not on some, oh, I want to test this nigga pocket shit. That is corny. And that is not counter to what I said earlier in regards to the men who only lead with money. There's a difference. A man who leads with money as one of the facets of the multitude of things that he wants to bring to the relationship. So he's providing you with a good experience. He's providing you with laughs. He's providing you with emotional learning and help and assistance. He's providing you with knowledge. He's providing you with the ability to do certain things. That is totally different than a man who's simply saying, yo, she needs to do whatever I say or she needs to fuck with me solely because I could buy her a Birkin whenever I want. I got no personality. We got no chemistry. I just think she look really good and I want her to be into me. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull up in a Ferrari and I'm going to have a Birkin bag waiting for her bought these shits with with scam cards so i don't got enough money to buy mcdonald's with real cash but i'm a lead with that and hopefully i can get her and the problem is real conversation here some of y'all are getting caught and getting mad no stop fucking running towards the niggas who got who just coming at y'all with some money that's the second conversation here that we're not talking about you wouldn't get caught by that if you were looking for other things. Because a nigga who just leading with money, you'll see, okay, these are just nice things. But I'm also looking for somebody who has a nice personality. I'm also looking for somebody who I have chemistry with. You not that. So, yeah, first date, cool, but I'm out. Instead, some of y'all like them fucking nice things and be willing to Put to the side the fact that the nigga ain't bringing nothing else that you really want to this table. I tried to slip that one by me. I saw it, though. All right. I already already congratulated my baby scissor. I'm going to congratulate her again. But Billboard has her as woman of the year. Congratulations to scissor. We're going to give her a round of applause because she absolutely deserves that. So let's get that. 
And let's finish off the episode the way you know we'd like to do, and that is with politics. Um, before we do that, Elon Musk is trying to trying to get rid of the OG blue checks. Now, I could have swore there was a Twitter poll that he put out that said, should he step down from being the CEO and he was voted out? So I don't know how this nigga is still making relevant new uh, moves because he claimed that no matter what the results were, he was going to step down. Um, it is clear that Elon is drunk off power over there at Twitter. And I don't know if Twitter will survive it. I know a lot of people estimating that it may not, but it does seem like the volatility of it is making it not a safe space. So, the moment somebody comes up with an alternative that is popular, I do think Twitter is going to go down. However, what we're going to talk about in the politics section um, will definitely go a little bit more into the fact that technology is about to do another boom and shift. So we're going to talk about that in a second. Um, let me just make sure there's nothing else for us to talk about in entertainment before we did into politics um they got some ai dating going on i think we're gonna save that for when distinguished gets back because i'm sure he has something to say about that uh let's talk really briefly let's talk briefly about two things before we 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 jump off one Glorilla, I fuck with you. I fuck with your 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 two songs that are ringing off. I too would not be paying you more than thirty k, um, for a performance at this moment in time. Now, this all goes into where you're performing, things like that. In her hometown, she probably should go for the bag bag. But outside of the hometown, I think Yo Gotti said her price is like 50K. Two songs ain't going to get me to give you 50K. I'm sorry. Um, and I'm thinking about that from a financial standpoint, too. Because how do you make that back depending on the venue, depending on how you pack it out, depending on how you're, you have the ability to pack it out? As a promoter, we didn't did the promoter game, Distinguish and I, for a minute. Um, and we still do when we promote our own show. It can get difficult. And then it can get to a point where there's a lot of hands that need or mouths that need to be fed in hands and pockets. So if you have a venue that holds 1500 and then I got to pay the talent 50K. And I'm probably paying the venue 5K. And then I'm paying the promoting team. Like, them ticket prices ain't going to be favorable to the public, which then means I can't sell them, which then means, you know what I mean? Um, now the promoters, I guess, thought that, I'm sorry, I didn't even tell y'all what the fuck we talking about. Glorilla did an event over the weekend, 
Um, and the promoters basically said that they paid her to do a performance, to do one song, and she just did a walkthrough, um, and they wasn't fucking with it. And the fans weren't fucking with it. Um, and I don't know what happened. Looked like somebody was trying to spit at her. She claimed nobody spit at her. Um, it just got became a hot mess. So that is the story. That's what they're talking about. Um, and so, yeah, I'm not paying Glow over, over 30K either. But I understand. I understand. And I'm not trying to limit her bag. Get your bag. If you know you could get 70K out of these niggas, go get it. But I understand why niggas is offering 30. And I don't I don't think you saying no to 30 for one song. For me to pull up for one song and a niggas doing gonna hit me 30. Man, listen. Y'all niggas is too rich if if y'all at that point. Shit. That to do one song, you could get 30 bands and you saying no. But I understand. If you can consistently get 60, then yeah, say no to the 30. The last thing we'll talk about before we go into politics um, is the. What was this billboard again? Billboard and Vibe magazine. um, They finished their their list of the 50 greatest rappers. Um, We didn't really cover the other sections of it. Because it's really only the top 10 that everybody's going to have an opinion on. Um, in totality, though, you might look at the top 50 and want to move things around. What I'll say before I even get into these names is I'm not 100% mad at this list in terms of lists that we've seen in years past. But I would probably have some differences in names. Um, so at number one is Jay-Z. Number two is Kendrick Lamar. Number three is Nas. Number four is Tupac. Five, Eminem. Six, Notorious B.I.G. Seven is Wayne. Eight is Drake. Nine is Snoop Dogg. And ten is Nicki Minaj. Um, Rick Ross took the 50th spot. That's being highlighted. I feel like Drake has proven himself to be better than Wayne at this particular point in time and juncture. Um, overall, I feel like Kendrick might be a bit high. Um, I'm not mad at Jay-Z taking number one. Eminem might need to be shifted up a little higher. The Tupac Biggie is always hard to put them on lists. But I'm not mad at this. I don't know if there could be some maneuvering. Um, Nikki at number 10. Not mad at. Um, she probably could potentially go a little higher. Only one that's kind of like, and I'm not mad at it, but it don't seem like it fit is Snoop Dogg. I'm not mad at it. And I know they took in particular things which would put Snoop in the top 10, like cultural impact, things like that. Snoop has been significantly impactful to the culture over the last five years um, without question. So I understand that aspect of it. But 
yeah, overall, like in terms of lyrically and stuff like that there. And again, I know it was a total package they was looking at, but all of that together, I kind of feel like I don't know how I feel about Snoop there, but I'm also not mad at it. All right, let's get into politics and then let's get the fuck out of here. Which is it? Is it NBA or NFL? 36 have been accused of spousal abuse. Seven have been arrested for fraud. 19 have been accused of writing bad checks. 117 have directly or indirectly been bankrupted at least two businesses. Three have done time for assault. 71, I repeat, 71 cannot get a credit card due to their bad credit. 14 have been arrested on drug-related charges. Eight have been arrested for shoplifting. 21 currently are defendants in lawsuits. And 84 have been arrested for drunk driving in the last year. How many of you think NBA? How many of you think NFL? Well, the answer is neither. It's the 435 members of the United States Congress. Let that sink in for a second. Ain't much to say about that. And said it all. Keep your eyes open. Keep your ears open. Believe half of what you see, but none of what you hear. All right. Chinese air balloon shot down. Controversy because people in Congress, in particular the House, they want to be clowns and uh, try to turn everything into a political statement, trying to make... They're really grasping at straws right now to make Biden seem weak um, because a lot of things that Biden has put into place is starting to work to some extent, work to some degree. I know that that doesn't mean that things feel any different, especially with inflation and things of that nature and looming recession talks. Um, But at this moment, Biden's economic plan seems to be rolling. Um, And so... There's really nothing that the Republicans can grasp at currently to make him seem weak. Their Trump card, pun intended, Trump doesn't even seem to be putting a dent into the base that Biden has grown over the last two years since being elected with the policies that he put in place. There's a lot of culture war shit going on. It's not really affecting anything. Um, But this China balloon... And this idea that America is not safe um, and that other countries are seeing us as weak and vulnerable is the only play that the Republicans have at this moment in time that they're using. I personally think is disgusting because it's fear mongering. Um, There is a legitimate threat, I think, to the U.S. in terms of China. Um. Not in the ways that a lot of us think, but they're going through a terrible financial downturn. And sometimes that makes people desperate. And in many cases, that makes dictators desperate for war. Um, And I'm not saying that that is where we are headed. I'm saying that that tends to be correlated to desperate times. Um, And so a lot of people are aware of that. You don't want to fear monger, though, and make it seem as if we're like unsafe and things are 
going down a terrible path and all this, that, and the third, if you do not have the facts to back it up. Although there was someone who did come out um, not too long ago who did say that they project that we might be in war with China by 2025. Um, And they're gearing up for that. I don't necessarily know. Um, I don't have any sources in that department. But what I will say is it could be 50-50. I don't think it's a guarantee that we'll be in war with China by 2025 by no stretch of the imagination but i do feel like tensions between the u.s and china are at an all-time high and they've been pretty high for a long period of time um and so the wrong thing or the wrong series of events could lead to a conflict part of that being this balloon that seemed to have been done to surveil that China first said was a meteorologist balloon uh, for weather that went rogue. Um, And U.S. intelligence is saying, no, that's not it. It was trying to surveil um, radio waves and frequencies and in some cases scan for um, nuclear rocket launch pads and sites. Um, And then since then, there have been... Two more objects shot down, um, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, there's another. So there was one in Alaska. There was one in Canada, um, and I, I'm not mistaken, there was something that was brought up recently, I think today, but um, there might have been another unidentified flying object and that's what they've been calling the more recent objects that they've been coming across and what i want to do now is basically let y'all know that they're using unidentified flying objects on purpose i don't know if you notice and i'm not saying no et shit i'm not saying that they're preparing you for aliens but they could be they could be but As I alluded to earlier in the episode, there is a technological shift that is happening with AI. There's another shift. I don't know if anybody's seen, but basically there's a million dollar hella bike that has been created um, and will be on sale. And so it's a flying bike and it looks practical because a lot of times when they put these models out, they don't look practical. But this looks practical And what I am saying is it might not be much further in the near future that we will start to see a transportation shift with objects such as flying cars and flying bikes as a norm. And so this idea of unidentified flying object is getting normalized a little bit more because that is potentially the future of transportation. We've seen the jetpacks, and those are getting relatively normal, normalized. Um, but now I think that there is a push, especially with cleaner methods of operating, and some of these look like they 
don't use the same fuel power as cars, um, we might start to see more of this idea of flight as a form of transportation in normal everyday society and not just something in commercial planes or jets or anything like that. There might be a particular altitude, probably nothing more than 200 feet um, for which will be normalized for people to travel around cities and countries just like cars. Um, And also it might take the strain off of the infrastructure that terribly needs to be rebuilt, but isn't necessarily able to be done in the ways that are needed typically well, because they're used every day. So I think that there's something to this idea of unidentified flying objects um, that terminology being used as often as, as it has been over the last couple of days. Um, so we'll see. We'll see if that becomes part of the vernacular uh, in regards to other flying objects that seem to be geared to be part of everyday um, travel. We've seen, like I said, the jetpacks with the, the humans. Um, now we're seeing this, this hella bike. It's getting closer and closer. All right, what would dad say? Dad would say, gotta enjoy life. I mean, we don't know. We don't know what's going on. We never know when it's going to be our moment. We hope that we all live to see the things that we want to see. But there's just no guarantee. And you got to love. You got to love those who love you. You got to experience love. Got to get away from this notion that love is this big bad beast or this elusive creature. And just go for it. Just find people that are willing to love you the same way you're willing to love them. And then just express yourself and express your love. Another episode of Dads and Bowties. Peace.